1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Hockey. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Welcome to another edition of Judd's Hockey Podcast. Reunited, Zolgad, Lindsey, Declan. Uh, I want to start with uh, potential um, a potential dissension at the X from last night. Now, I know, now, right? We're recording this on Tuesday. The Wild Lost 3, nothing to a very good Sharks team on Monday. But uh, it was the post-game comments by Zach Crazy. Mm-hmm. And I want to read these to you, and when I read them, it's probably not going to have the same tone as Zach did, but I'd like the interpretation from you guys about what you think about these quotes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'll give you a little bit of context, too. Parisi was basically brought up the power play himself. He brought up, you know, we're not, and it's 0 for it's past 18, 0 for 3 on Monday. So it's been bad. Really bad. Their entire um,
0: special teams thing.
1: They have bad not scored way, a power play goal right? in yeah. the month of March. Mm-hmm. So Parisi brought up uh, pretty much unprompted the power play. And then Sarah McClellan of the Star Tribune followed up by saying, well, what particularly is wrong with the power play? And I think she was asking, you know, what can be done better when you're on the ice? And here's his quote. We need to practice it. Right now, it feels like five strangers on the ice. We don't know our, and then he stopped and said, good power plays have their outs. They're free outs. They know where guys are, and just right now, it doesn't feel like we know that. The units have been switching a lot, so at this time of the year, when teams are getting their penalty kills really dialed in, you need those free outs. You need to know, without looking where a guy is, how you can settle down their pressure. We're struggling with that big time. And then Russo followed up with, so you're not practicing it. And he said, uh, uh, and went into detail again. Anyway, uh, my perception of this is because is they do have lots of new parts. Granlin's gone, Coil's yep. gone, a lot Nino's of, gone. A lot of so that's true. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was really an indictment of the coaching staff to say we're not practicing it. And the one thing that I did hear is Prezi's very unhappy because in the overtime power play in Nashville, what was it, we could go Monday or Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Tuesday.
0: At Nashville? At okay. Nashville. Yep.
1: He was not used on the power play.
0: God forbid.
1: And was livid about that. Hmm. But anyway, what's your interpretation of him sort of in my estimation at least partially calling out the coaching staff for saying that we're not practicing this?
0: I'm kind of torn about it because I think Zach as a leader and just as a player, he doesn't speak out on something like this if he doesn't truly think that it's an issue. Just and even though in the past like he's kind of fallen out of favor with the fan base in the last since he's signed here, and but i i can believe him to a certain extent where he's frustrated that a he wasn't out there and he's used to being there but I, that that's bs on his part he shouldn't have that expectation that's coaching staff's fault but also bruce came back and responded to those exact comments and said you know, We've had like a bunch of games in the last week and a half with basically two days off or travel days. And so you can't expect them to be practicing each and every day that they're not playing games, especially at this point of the season. Mm-hmm. So I can see from both sides with Bruce saying, we don't have enough practice time literally. And right now they're just trying to basically get lines down because there has been so much change. Yep. But I also think Zach is kind of wrong in a sense by, this is not the time or the place to bring this up. Why now? Why are you calling out the coach? Why are you calling out the coaches post game? Like it's not like this. This is a continuation from the losing streak from two weeks ago, and they've lost every game since. It just it it seems a little bit out of left field for me.
2: I I, I can understand his frustration when you're going 0 for 18. Um, Obviously, you, I think it's natural to say we, we do have to go work on it more. And mm-hmm. I, I guess I understand where maybe it's a little cheap for him to call out the coaching staff with 13 games ago when you're in the playoffs right now. But their roster has been overhauled. I kind of yes, his tone could have been probably different, but I I do side with them that look yeah. this power play is a mess. So naturally, yes. we're going to have to work on it more. And if it was just we're going to go out, we're going to go out and try hard and work again, it would just be oh same old wild being blah 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 making excuses. I'm 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 not as disgruntled I think as, as with his comments about the power play to the coaching staff. What
0: do you think are the biggest issues plaguing the power play right now? Like, what do you think they're struggling with most? Uh,
2: they don't they don't have well they, they lost Dumba, which was a
1: huge loss three months no, ago. No, I'm talking about like legit
0: strat. Like, what are they doing? They don't wrong? Have, they, zone they, entry shots from well, the outside. Here's like, what my do you question.
1: Think? So at one point last night on the power play, Zach was on a forward line and i'm not joking you guys with rask and and aberg yeah like why is that his first
0: game back mm-hmm.
1: yes after 12 done but i mean That's he is thing too. he is just terrible like like i've come aberg to the conclusion, or- no no a rask a- aberg i think is a minor league sort of non-factor type of guy like he can play a little bit i'm sure
0: he's a good body yeah
1: exactly mm-hmm. but R- i think rask is a disaster so there might have been a lot of things that Zach was trying to get at here. Right. And and because, as, as you guys know, I'm, I'm a Bruce guy. I think right. Bruce is doing a very good job, given the circumstances. But the comments were definitely pointed, and perhaps they were pointed at Boudreaux and Fenton, too. But a power play line that consists of Zach Parisi, Victor Rask, and Fontes Abery you, well, ain't going to do sure. much, in, and, and, in fairness to the whole thing.
0: Yeah, and I understand where Parisi gets frustrated with putting – not that he doesn't like those two guys or doesn't think that they're good, but obviously they're not up to his caliber. But Zach, you also just – this is your first game back after being out for a little while. Right for how many games was he out for? Oh no,
1: no, he he's been back. I'm sorry, I'm talking Rask. Oh, Rask was out for right, twelve games. Right, Zach's been back for a few games. I, I think he missed the Calgary game.
0: Right, and so you're dealing with all of this change and all of this overhaul, and where you have a guy like Rask who was struggling before he got hurt as well. Like he he's kind of gotten the brunt of the uh, criticism in terms of one of the trades that ha- that has been the least successful thus far. Right. Um. So I understand why there, there's why he would be frustrated with the inconsistency, but at the same time, you're like Zach. Go play hockey. If they suck so bad, if you think they're that bad that they're detriment, they're that detrimental to your game, go put the team on your back and go do it like you always have or that you always say that you have. Because there's all as good as Zach has been this year. He was out for all. He's great, but this is now that we're down to the wire. They're down in the playoffs. He hasn't really had that. You know, going into the playoffs on a high note. He's almost always been hurt or he's been in a bad streak, and then it, it, he never. He needs to be ramping up his production and talking less about this and being more just like inclusive with his new team because those t- guys are new sure. too
1: but th- this also uh, gets into the discussion that we've had before which is how much Suter and Prezi appear to want to run this team I so guess. like if things aren't going their way if they're not being used as they see fit if they're not being listened to exactly you know I I don't think that 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 pair go from yo to uh, Torchetti now to Boudreaux. I don't think that 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 those two players have ever seen eye to eye. I mean, you go back to Yo, they brought in Adam Oates as a power play specialist yeah, to consult pre- on. To, yeah, yeah to without letting with them. the coaching the staff, the staff know. He's yeah. just like out there. So, in practice. Yeah. so it does seem like if things don't go the way that they want, right. that they definitely are going to speak up quickly, either externally, as Zach did last night, or if nothing else, internally.
0: That's just not leadership to me. That's all. Declan, what do you think?
1: I,
2: I understand that. That Prise is it can can be a little bit of a Madonna, and we haven't seen too much of it this year, um, which has been kind of encouraging. But with Victor Rask and I think what Boudre and Boudreau did this in the shootout, I think he he is letting these players be. He's putting them in situations for for everyone to see. I think you're right. So he, he might be putting Victor Rask out there, not knowing like this is the best option I have on the power play. It's all right, kids. Everyone else in the in the stands, here's our guys. Well, and it's not a even, bad thing either. Yeah, and I I don't I don't really. And that's his first game back in 12, 12 games. Bruce even said he played a little more than he had to due Erickson, to the injury. That got, hurt too. That yeah. got injured, right. so naturally Rask, okay? naturally Rask so. had to play a lot more. And I and I, I was adamant a couple weeks ago that you know just like Robert Covington and the Wolves just shut him down. Just just take guys, take it, take it off refocus this summer, get stronger, and then, yep. and then come back for next year. And I, I, I'm, I'm still not ready to call Victor Rass a complete disaster bus. I'm He's a disaster either. this season. Absolutely. I'm not faulting that. But it, it's way too early just to call, well, this guy is absolutely dog bleep and we'll get nothing out of him.
1: It, I think it's too early. It looks like potentially that there's going to be nothing there, which, which as I said to somebody last night, though, this I want to know what Nino either did or what they perceived he, he was doing. Like if this if Rask is as bad as we why,
0: think, why why that deal?
1: Why that quickly? Mm. Why that deal? I mean, Fenton's not stupid. They mm. scout now. It's not like okay, right. I'll take Victor Rask. I guess he knew what he was getting. If if this guy is, is this bad, then there's a story that we don't know. Right? Because Nino has been really good for the most part for Carolina. But so
0: Carolina's also been a team on the And they put him on the top too. line.
1: But but you know every other trade that Fenton has made, you, you, I'm sure you could debate them. Right. Donato trade looks good. Mm-hmm. Fiala looks like he's definitely plays north south. I don't know that he can finish consistently. But anyway, we could debate those. Right now, mm-hmm. the Rask trade's not debatable. It's like you gave him away. Mm-hmm. My question's why. Right. And I have no clue. Yeah, and that's fair. There.
0: And that and that's fair. And the thing is too, the timing of the Nino deal that wasn't during the trade deadline. No. So that was you know a month and a half beforehand. So. That's a very different uh, kind of mindset when you're going into a trade with a team like that. The deals are going to just have a different makeup and you might not be able to kind of pin down. It's not a hockey trade where it's like, you know, a player for a player. It, they don't always work out that way. Because obviously Nino is doing really well, but I, I, like you said, I have a hard time believing that Fenton traded for the Rask character and it was just like, he's awful, but who cares? Yeah. Like it's I think there's more to it and maybe Rask he was banged up. Maybe he's more banged up than we really think because he is slow right now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe he, once he has some time to recover in the offseason, maybe it's a different story in the fall. But as of right now, yeah, he's been awful.
2: And Nino's comments, too, the other night in, in Carolina were kind of interesting. I, I saw, too. What did he say? He said, I feel the most important thing is trust you get in coaches and the belief in me. The belief mm-hmm. is That's the biggest fair. thing. And he's obviously putting in a situ- he's being put in a situation right away in the top mm-hmm. line minutes. So, he wasn't getting those in Minnesota and that can be questioned. I'm fine with questioning that. Uh but it it shouldn't be questioned when he goes and plays with the top line center and he gets more minutes that naturally, yes, yeah. he's going to produce more minutes. That's points. the thing That's too. An and
0: Carolina's been a team that can't literally has come out of nowhere to kind of storm the Eastern Conference this year and is gonna probably steal a playoff spot. Like they're basically Columbus's worst nightmare who Columbus like sold every their firstborn and their firstborn hmm. grandson for, for to, to go this yeah, year. Right. And so it, th- there's, it's not like Nino changed that team. Nino just happened to jump on a, a bus that was moving in the right direction. And,
1: yeah, and th- that first line's fantastic. Right, oh, really good. Aho's a great player. Right. Okay, so the Wild uh, goes through that terrible slump, then they win five consecutive games. I almost bought in. And, Dude,
0: I have thoughts on that. Oh my god. Okay, and,
1: and now they, they've come back and they've what they've it's been has it been won, they beat before, Tampa, lost they beat, Panthers, lost to
2: uh, San Jose. And, that, look, and the
1: predators, and the, the, predators and the predators, they predators lost camp. twice. And and it's and now the Panthers game on Friday was just a debacle. Yeah. Uh, there's so much to unpack here. The, the stupidest tending, thing of whatever. all time. The stupidest
0: decision of all time. I. It took a lot for me not to go because the night before when they were playing in Tampa, I went on Twitter and I was like, I actually have good feelings about this team right now. Like I was getting a little bit excited about it, and then the next night. I, that was before everything was released. They trout out Dubnik after he plays so well against Tampa Bay. When the week before, he plays well in Calgary, and then they, they throw Stalock out there, and while they lose to Nashville, he plays super well. Excellent. And then they have a re- and then Dubnik has a really good week. Yep. And then, they, and then he, they beat the best team in NHL, and after they do the right thing all week, they're like, nah, let's not do it anymore. And then they throw him back out there, and he sucks, and it's not his fault. Because he is tired, and he needed a break, and it was a back-to-back. And I just do not well, understand how the coaching staff makes this decision.
1: It's his fault that he doesn't work with the coaching staff. Devin's problem Fair. is that he will play to the detriment of Devin. Yes. And, and right. they can't – they've got to – it is – and I don't know if it's – I don't know what the culture is here, but this goes back to Yo as well. There are certain players who call these shots, and I don't get it. Like, when Dubnik says, I'm, I'm going to play, you're like, no, you're not going to play tonight. Because you are right, Florida, Lynn. You are right. It's
0: ridiculous, but, you know. But
1: Ryan Souter, I'll play thirty minutes. No, Ryan, you won't sit down, shut up, and you'll play what I tell you to. No, I'm, but I am serious, right. Declan. Yeah, no, like this, this is not everybody. Everybody who's willing, they consider it a sacrifice. They're sacrificing the team. They're, they're they're not sacrificing for the team, right? Like who's the last wild player who did something, and you are like that was a great call. Like, in, in, in the like a Charlie room. Conway, like you haven't minute-
0: seen Mighty Ducks, but Charlie Conway well, took himself out of the game okay, in then, favor exactly. of us to win like against saying, the you know what, Iceland.
1: It's Friday night. We're playing the Bleeping Panthers. Starts <laughs> <locking. laughs> yeah.
0: That That's what I'm saying. Especially, no, I know you right? are, but
1: but we always get to this, and I think people think, well, he's selfless. He's going to play. No, he's not. He's selfish. Selfish. Yeah. Not but selfish at, at the so, same
0: time, though, right. we we're not in there with the conversations <laughs> to Like, we, okay, but you just
1: but you just articulated exactly. What right. The thought process. I, is. And but, he should have been told this, you know, at the at the start of the week, Boudreaux said he's gonna play back to back in Florida. And it you're like, What? Yeah. <laughs>
2: I, I d I don't get that either. I, I thought that was pretty dang confusing. And, and he was terrible. And, and he was awful. And he got yeah. pulled. And Lindsay's right. And he got yeah. pulled. Yeah. Because yeah. he just there,
0: he had played three or four in a row, especially on the night of back to back. And people think people were saying, Well, the Tampa game he didn't get that many shots. He wasn't that busy. It's goalie not, it's isn't good. I but goalie you're isn't right. about Like, mostly physical exertion. Okay. This is about about. the lead up before the game starts. This is about the in-between periods. This is about the mental fortitude that it takes just to stay focused. And people don't. No, they get some semblance of it, but it, unless you've played the position and really understand it, it's it's a grind. And especially if to go back to back after you play a team that's one of the best teams the league has seen in better part of a decade, Absolutely. and for him to shut them out and then to ask him to play well less than twelve, you're and, like, what are you doing?
1: And how many teams now? Successful teams. How many go with this philosophy of one goalie and if oh, and God and forbid, seventy starts and God forbid, we'll just yeah. play Stalock when we have to, right? Like th- that is that is a very nineteen sixty seventies, eighties mentality, yeah. right? But yeah, you're right, Linz. I mean, and Declan, this is a situation where in this league now, you look at these teams, they've got very competent backups, mm-hmm. and and what's really frustrating is Stalock's not a train wreck. No, no especially after the not performance. Like Was that Kemper four years ago? Oh, yeah, God. Kemper who's playing
0: really well he, he, right now. Yeah, but yeah, and especially since Stalock played so well in that loss against Nashville, and it's just that you see other other teams have had way more goalie issues than the Wild have in terms of like injuries and stuff. Like even tape a bit. like Andre Vasilevsky missed a bunch of time, but yep. and like Jonathan Quick's out consistently for the L.A. Kings, but they have these backups and they trust them. It's about and that's where Nino has little bit of a right of a right quote saying like it's about coaches putting confidence in you because if the coaches put confidence in you the team follows but if you think that you need to ride your number one goalie what does that say about your backup especially after he played well yes you're eroding the progress that you already made just five days earlier and it's ridiculous I don't understand how that call is made
1: but it feels like like what that says is Bruce uh, doesn't trust him but the extension of that is you know that Dubnik's saying play me I'll play, I'll play, I'll play, mm-hmm. and so it's like Devin doesn't trust Staylock, which comes off bad because because De- we have evidence. It's like crystal clear mm-hmm. that when Devin plays too much, he wears down, and he's not. And, and now, and now you get to last night, and now he starts again, mm-hmm. and I, you know, he gives up a couple goals where you're like, okay, you know, sometimes he saves those, sometimes he doesn't. So it just it it creates this vicious cycle that could have been cut off if right. if you had at least given Staylock maybe cut off. Right? If you'd given Staylock the chance on. On Friday night,
0: and and plus with the way the the playoffs are shaking out and the standings are shaking out, you have to look at what teams you're playing matchup wise. When you play a Tampa, that's a much more disciplined team. Systems are a huge thing. And then the next day, you play a Florida Panthers team that really doesn't have anything to play for with a bunch of young guys, and because a bunch of their regular team guys had been traded away. That's going to be a north-to-south game, and you're coming off tired legs, so that there's going to be a lot of odd man rushes. What goalie on the Minnesota Wild team is best suited to make the, oh, my God, how did he make that type of save type of saves? It's Staylock because he's the athletic of the two, the more athletic of the two because Dubnik's just bigger and doesn't move as well. So if your team is already pretty tired, there's a lot of north-to-south movement, and there's going to be a lot of shots where you're like, this is you're probably not going to get this save, but we want to put a guy in there that gives us the best chance to pull one out of his butt. That's Stalock. And then they put Dubnik in. That's the only thing, too. They have to be smart about it.
2: I mean, even look at Washington. Braden Holby's having a down season from where he was just the last few years. But the splits are he's played in 49 games, and Phoenix Copley has played in 24. He had a I down mean, season
0: last year. They started the end in the playoffs you, last year. It, it, it's not
2: like other teams are, are running out every goal. They're number one guy, 70 starts a year, like oh, they are mm-mm. with Dubnik. So I, that's what I don't get either. It's, it's, it's almost like we are, the, we are the anomaly. We're the outsider where we are doing this in such a poor fashion and – it's clearly hurting the team
1: long And term. low
0: scoring, too. It's yeah. like the but systems again, are 10, year, too, 10 years too old.
1: But again, it, it comes back to guys who seemingly call their own shots. Dubnik, Suter, Parisi tries to, mm-hmm. certainly, and Koivu, when healthy.
0: I almost wonder if And Eric Stahl got an extension. I wonder <laughs> if Parisi and like some of those guys are trying to basically reassert their dominance a little bit since a lot of dominoes and power shifting have gone well, over the last, last couple would, weeks. Then
1: one would hope that they're... That When the season's done, they're sat down mm-hmm. in a Barca lounger and told, shut up. <laughs> no, sir, no. you right. just can't have this. Like, no, you can't. You can't be successful. I don't care who the coach is. You're on your third coach now mm-hmm. for these guys with the Wild. You're on a veteran coach now. So this is not a, yo, I think he's getting pushed around. Right. You know, at some point, you just have to say, shut up. I, I, and, and this is why, this all goes back to why I would strip the sea away from Koivu and say, boys, it's changing. Right, like don't I? I don't want to hear from you I think unless you strip it's strip po-
0: everyone and say let's see who earns it and give all the letters out and uh, just base it off performance. Unless
1: it's positive, I. But but you know, to Declan's point, for the last few weeks and we've talked about this quite a bit. You know, this is should not be a playoff team. No, and they're gonna and Do I. Do you
0: think they're gonna sneak in? Is I that th- pretty much the well? Front I'm conclusion? the same
1: guy that said that the Vikings would would have to basically gag beyond belief to not get in the playoffs, and they did. Oh, so, so I won't make that guarantee again. But um, it sure feels like it, you know. You you go, you lose. How how many times have they suffered a loss like they did to the Sharks and everyone else around them on that night? Loses. Yeah. Right. And Arizona got waxed at Chicago last yeah. night. Colorado yeah. could have tied them. Seven Arizona to one.
0: Yeah. They got beat by by Chicago last night.
1: So I am uh, I am not going to by any means guarantee that they won't make that they will make the playoffs. It feels like they will. But, um, you know, for all those people that say, well, I've, they're an 8 seed. Look at all the 8 seed. I say, no, that's not going to happen. Right. right
0: now they're sitting at 74 points. Dallas is at 75 ahead of them. Then Colorado below them at 72 and Chicago at 69. So Chicago's not out of it. And then Chicago, or, uh, Arizona's at 73 points. And then the Oilers are at 69. The so Oilers won again last night, yeah. They're not out of it either. So you still have a few teams hanging around, and it's still just kind of this cluster of mediocrity in that. In that I just – if they're going to if they're going to be let's just make a decision. Let's just do it. Let's just make a decision because otherwise it's just going to be a lot of up and down for the rest of the season, that could be detrimental either way, or it could be good. I don't know. I was, was yeah, weird. I was
2: last week when you were in Florida. I was close to buying back in after their, their recent run of success. I really was. I, I was, was, I was, I was close. Friday, and then, uh, well, yeah, they beat the Lightning, and it's oh. and it's like, oh boy, this actually might be happening. But then they how they lose to the Panthers and the Sharks and the way they went about it. Now it's it's like, oh okay, it's it's typical Wild. And I, I was going to say the,
1: the one thing about this team, it. And, and it has been for a while, is how predictable it truly is. Though, like the Tampa Bay victory really didn't surprise you that much because it's like. Like, this is them. Well, and it's easy and to then get the Friday- those games. And then the Friday night loss to Florida, you're like, oh, this is them. Right. And then last night's a good team. You know, if you had beat Florida and then come back and lose last yeah. night, you're like, you know, the Sharks are really good.
0: Different outlook. But
1: the the incredible thing about this team and where it is different is the home ice record. Oh, it's all. The, m- yeah,
0: I, let's not play any more games at the. X, they are sorry.
1: now 14, 14, and six at home, which means essentially they're fourteen and twenty at home.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've seen them win at home.
1: Do you remember the at, record? What was the record early this season? Since like last Christmas, yeah, they had the best record,
2: um, which one of the on best records,
1: ice. right? Yeah. And, they, and yep. they,
0: in the years past, and they've had really they good home records as well. It's been the road has been you know an, a huge problem, but now they can't they can't get anything going in their own building at no. all. No, you know, and this I've, has
1: now. Been in a huge extended stretch, like this is not a right. month long slump.
0: What do you think is different about the X versus the road? Do you think it's like the distraction piece of being at home or just getting back where all the media is here and no, everybody? I think it has nothing
1: to do with us. I think it has to do. I think it has to do with. Okay, this is going to sound potentially far fetched, but I think it has to do with this team. Its problem has always been, and I think it's intensifying potential comfort. At okay. home is comfortable. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I. Look at number 16 on on the road
0: Don't go after 16 on, on, on the, the road, road right 16 no, 16 no but 16 great.
1: is the ultimate comfort guy or if he's not comfortable he's really good. And on the road, he's played some great games of late. Yeah. But it feels like they get home and everyone just sort of takes a deep breath now and they're like, "Ah, we're home." You know. Right. They just seem to get really comfortable. And, yeah. and I do think that the problem with his roster for a long time has been has been um has been relaxing and then there's no urgency whatsoever.
0: Well, especially when that, you get—that's how it
1: seemed last night. There was no urgency, last right.
0: night. right? And and you and I have talked about when we've been at games where it's just like they they start out so poorly in the first period where it's just it's kind of this yep. r- nobody makes a, a decision. Everybody's just kind of two like, periods that last right. night, Lindsay. Right, and so I think I think what they need to focus on at home is just like you need to commit to a game plan, and we actually have to go all out on it because so much of it is like they don't want to get booed before they go into the locker room before the next period. They don't want it, you know. They haven't played well, and that stuff—they're <laughs> not succeeding. It, it builds up. It's like plaque on your. Your teeth if you don't brush your teeth you're going to start feeling the the plaque on your teeth so you need yeah. to have like sometimes you need to get the really nice toothbrush and get it at get after it right so they need to go out and they need to be like all right we're going to four check we're going to run like a four one four check and be like super weird we're going to send everybody in the kitchen sink at them and
2: considering how much they've been overachieving on the road imagine if they were just an oh average God. team on the road they would we wouldn't even be talking about playoffs they would be they would be in the basement they'd be closer to the basement of the western conference if absolutely. they were even just an yep. average team on the road. You're absolutely yep. right. Yeah, they they would they wouldn't even their the road record is saving them this but year. But
1: if if they were if they were decent at home, they'd be in the third Correct. spot in the that's, central that's division. Yeah, that's that's, also, that's, that's, also, that's the swing fair. that's right. the swing here. Right. Yeah. That's that's the swing. It's
0: just so uncharacteristic.
1: I want to talk about uh Fiala and Donato. Fiala right. Fiala's clearly a talented kid. Like mm-hmm. they're, there's they're there there's there there. There's, he's, he's
0: got hands, man. He does,
1: but like the shot, he didn't get in front of the net last night when he was alone, and, yeah. and Pavelski broke it up. So what, that's, but that's sort of indicative of him. Mm-hmm. Okay, with Granlin, my sense was he doesn't really want to shoot. I think Fiala truly wants to shoot. So what's what's the what's the step there? Because he does Fiala's deal seems to be he gets in a really good position a lot of times, mm-hmm. and then something blows up with Grandland. It, it was like, dude, you're in front, but then he pass it. Fiala doesn't want to pass it. He right. wants to shoot. He does. So what's wrong there?
0: The play that you're talking about, particularly from last night, you see him and he has that wide open in front. of the net. He gets that pass from down low, and he makes a split second hesitation instead of just being like shoot right away. Correct. He's like and make a move and. Right, he's but still, for
1: himself as opposed to Granlund who would have right. tried to Grandland set up the guy at be the point. That, but
0: Granlund wouldn't be at that point in the ice. Right. Granlund would be on the half wall. Coyle would have been stuck. and,
1: and would have tried to pass.
0: Or Coyle would be so far into the crease right. that any sort of rebound would fly just okay. far, far past him. But at least, that, like you said, Judd, he's in position, which is the most important thing that you need, at especially at his age. Because if at his age and his development at this point, if he's already in the right position, you can teach, you can kind of reteach him being like, shoot that right there and just get, get that and get that reflex going. But when you have players that try to stay to the outside, like Granlin, like Coyle, where sure. you have guys where their confidence isn't so great and they're trying to make these ticky-tacky passes that try to ba- basically bring themselves up. Fiala and Donato, they're missing a lot of nets right now but you can there it's a different feeling when you're seeing them in the offensive zone you're seeing different types of cycling that and a lot and and the all the players are a lot more active in movement they're not really stuck in their quadrants right. so though I, I hate to use the same type of argument that we use for Jason Zucker where it's just like the shots are going to start going in eventually, but you can kind of use that same argument because they are in the right position. It's just not going for them right now.
1: And where Fiala was was the right place. Oh, like, absolutely. I, like I like that. You're in the slot. Yeah. You're, you're, right. you're. But there's got to be that next step towards as you, you just, just said. Getting the shot off.
0: Yeah, he just balked. and then he just had that split second, like, eh, and then that's all you need. That's yep. all you need, especially when you have defensemen like like the Sharks, and you don't even have Eric Carlson out there, and yep. they were they were you know just suffocating.
2: And I've, I've defended Victor Rask. I know. I think I'm the only guy in this town that's been doing it, but uh, it, it's hard for him to be. I've given up. Yeah, I, I can't. it's, it's, it's I can't I've given up. I mean, up. he he centered that line last night with Parise and Fiala, and if this guy is still trying to find his game. And I like that Fiala has a nose for the net, and there's some tenacity there. But that only goes so far. You're going to need a center. center. You're going to need a center that's going to have to help out Fiala, and that's where that's where I think the struggles last night were were probably a little bit more
1: evident. Donato, I absolutely love. Oh, he's great. Mm -hmm. And that shot here. Here's what I love: no hesitation. The shot might miss, but he get he shoots from everywhere. Yes,
0: his release is different too. If you watch the pull oh, so off quick. of his stick, but not only just the quickness. Yep. If you watch the trajectory,
1: right.
0: Uh there's a really good article it's a few flick months. Of the wrists, right? right? Flick of the wrist. <laughs> the wrist. <laughs> He's jolly. <laughs> um, there's a really good article in the Athletic a few months ago about Austin Matthews and how his shot is so different than yep. everyone, and how, and that's. What Ovechkin has had for years, people just didn't understand why he was. They're just like, he has a really good shot. It's literally the way the puck is going off the stick that's different from every other player, and that's what beats the goalies. And Donato, ha- it's not at its 100% yet. If he develops it more, he can turn into that type of player where he's a line A Ovechkin, Stamkos, where you have that type of shot. But you can just tell, like, he gets it, and it's always shoot first, and there's no hesitation, yep. and it's there's no such thing as a bad spot on the ice to take that shot from, and there's no, like, he'll just slap at it. He'll golf swing it. It doesn't matter, and yep. I love that mentality.
2: Yeah, no goals in it. his last five games, but still thirteen, twelve, thirteen 12, 13 shots you on net. You can tell
0: when he's out there, though. Yeah, and he's he, noticeable
2: in a good way, mm-hmm. and, yeah, he he's shooting the puck, something that this team desperately has lacked for years. And even though the quantity, like I say yeah, the, the quantity will always be there, and 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 it's, it's he's a fun player to watch. So if he if he can really continue this success, it's gonna it's it's great for the Wild. I mean, his shooting percentage is just about the same as it was in Boston. It's just that he's putting a, he's being in a, he's been put in a role here where right. he's going to succeed. Correctly. Yeah, he be he's being a used role to succeed.
0: And you're starting to see maybe a little bit uh, a little bit of regression back to the means in terms that the trade happened. He's given some time to settle. We're right. not on the road where it's like we're just going to tell you what line and what system we're running before we get any practice time. So there's there's always going to be a little bit of settling. But he also he needs to keep this up because he has the potential to be one of those players where it's like we need to send you out there, go block a shot, go have him, go be the energizer bunny and skate around and just do stuff and get and just be productive. And that doesn't always mean you know score goals and stuff. But he's one of those guys where he's a momentum changer, which is the way he moves through the zones.
1: I've got breaking news: Char- Charlie Coyle in eight games now has one assist for the Bruins.
0: <laughs> That's I thought you're a legit I chemical. thought I
1: could say it was hurt. <laughs> I, was I, I he was injured. Charlie Coyle there actually he's got. He's sitting it. in here last silently
0: week, laughing.
1: Last week, when we did the show, he had no points. Charlie Coyle, congratulations on your first point in your hometown.
0: Just, the, <laughs> They aren't asking Charlie Coyle to be the Charlie Coyle. We are asking Charlie Coyle to be here.
1: Okay, but more than one assist might be nice in a game.
0: Fair enough, but I think Boston's doing okay. Are they still on their like twenty-game point streak? No, they...
1: it came to an end. They lost a couple nights ago.
0: Oh no! Well, like, uh, to a, Pittsburgh. They lost to, to Pittsburgh, so they had on nineteen games in a row in which they had points. So I and don't I, think that they're too sad about Charlie I'm, Coyle not scoring. And I'm
1: looking up. Uh, I'm looking up uh, Granlin, too to see what he's done. So yeah, he higher. looks
0: so weird in a Nashville he uniform. Does. He got
2: robbed of his first goal on a review the other
1: night. He would oh, have really, oh, had his first you know goal, You're and sure it got reviewed. I want to then... get to that in one second, that uh, subject from oh, last night. Yeah. Poor Bruce, yeah. man. Uh, I've, I've given up Okay, Graham, a, a goal and an assist in four games so far. So, and, what, and he's on second two. line, right? I believe that's correct. And,
0: and he's working the power play.
1: Okay, the penalty shot. Now, one, I I agree with Boudreau and Dubnik. I don't think that was a penalty shot. I don't think it should have been awarded. It didn't look— Did,
0: Was he sh- was he in the shooting motion? I was at the gym at this point.
1: Um, It was— yeah. It was hard to tell. Like, he was going to it, but Potato was, who's not good, by the way. Nope. Nope. And, I don't think and,
0: anybody was going to mistake him. And your guy, one. Sealer,
1: should be playing. Yes. Not Potato. But, um, he was going to the shooting motion, but it wasn't a, you know, supposed to be a clear breakaway. Yes. It, yep. it didn't look completely clear to me. But anyway, um, so we found the fly in the ointment which is you can't review offsides for a penalty shot.
0: And the, I don't think this has happened before. And so the this referees is totally valid. and
1: Toronto didn't know this <laughs> until they consulted the rule book. But then they sent, it, they sent out the rule after the game. So the shooter was going in. Now, you might have claimed possession because you can be offsides if you're in control of the puck while the puck's offside. Mm-hmm. So they probably would have just said that. But it's unreviewable because you can't review a goal that hasn't happened yet. And then you can't. And then you can't go back and review it. I guess.
0: You can, so they can't review it right after so, the call because there has been no, no penalty goal. shot or anything. There's been no goal. But then they have the penalty shot in which they score.
1: Yes, And and, then
0: they can't challenge it because it's a penalty shot. Is is that that correct in what you're saying?
1: Yes. uh, In fact, I've got it right here. The Situation Room confirmed that the play could not be subject to a coach's challenge. The decision was made in accordance with Rule 78.7, which states (laughs) in part that, quote, a team may only request a coach's challenge to review a play that results in a goal call on the ice where the defending team asserts that the play should have been stopped by reason of an offside infraction by the attacking team. The original play did not result in a goal call on the ice and therefore cannot be subject to a coach's challenge.
0: They need to fix that. Yes, it's a huge – and the general managers huge have to prob- fix it. That's a that's huge problem. And, and obviously this Awful. isn't, isn't make-or-break dynasties. Clearly this doesn't happen before. But it
1: happens in a playoff right, game. Right, right, in a playoff right. game. The fact
0: that, it ha- that it's happening now is great. It's just like we, none of us knew this existed because it never happened because right. it's just one of those weird plays. But it's absolutely BS because it's like, well, just by the letter of the law, you're saying, well, if the play results in a goal, you know from the, they should be able to go back and review it. And the ref should know, but I also don't fault the refs being like, I don't know because this hasn't happened, and I'm sure that the league w- yeah. didn't like. Well, what if there's a penalty shot, and that like that's a very, very strung out and you know huge just a situation that doesn't happen very often. But, yeah, they need to fix it.
2: I felt bad for Bruce, too, in that, word, that regard, too. Because, clearly, I mean, it, that I wouldn't say that changed the game because they are already trailing Dude, and they didn't he score. So, but he was like, already pissed. And, yeah, it, it, it puts him in a bad situation, mm-hmm. and I do feel bad for him. And it's another example of the league being... It's just league. annoying it happened to it's, it's, us. It's, it's, it's very vintage. Well, no, NHL. but they
1: got a, it's almost good because now they can fix it because if yeah, this hopefully. were to happen in a playoff game and no one knew what the rule... Like, you've got this rule, but now you a, don't right. have the rule. It would have been chaos. Because you would think that if you want to challenge... If you're going to put in challengeable offsides, which... I'm iffy on because it's sort of weird. But anyway.
0: They made it better with the pen, with the penalty yeah, sure. if it's a I bad like it. challenge. Yeah, that f- was a I'm good f- rule but, change. But it. if
1: you're fine with it, then they probably need to make it on a penalty shot that you can challenge it yeah. before the penalty shot because then it's just a dead play. Right. But the, how many times do we see that? We, weirdly, no, you know, there was a
0: Chicago but, penalty shot last night, too, and Jonathan Taves scored. It was but, weird they had two one But night. just
1: fix the rule. It's not that yeah. hard to fix now. Right. Uh, last thing. I went to the Gopher hockey game on Saturday oh, night. Oh, here it is. Uh, so Friday night I didn't go, but I saw the crowd. You were the nothing. one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> and I wrote about it for our uh, site, but um, what could be done here? Because this is this is a multi. Oh, and please don't tell me it was the high school hockey tournament, which has happened before, by the way. I love the well, it's a high school hockey tournament. Who's going to go to go for hockey? A it's lot of people used to go. Part, to go
0: part of it, it's not it's all part of it. Though. It's part of it. Sure, all. but there's a right. lot.
1: But there's a lot of factors. But this is an erosion that's been happening for years yep. yes. now, and and this was. The scary thing was tickets were thirty bucks across the board. So if you came off the street, it wasn't like ninety dollars. Thirty bucks
0: is too much right now.
1: It's still too much, and you might be right. But right?
0: Oh no, I'm right. Thirty bucks. Anyway, there, nobody. There's nobody well, in there. Thirty bucks is too much.
1: Well, I've heard suggestions from start letting students in for free, and and and, and knock the tickets down. now, now, where I will say the university has no argument about cutting prices in a major way. Is they're making $50 million now. They're getting a $50 million check from the conference.
2: Yeah.
0: From which conference, Judd?
1: Big Ten. Well, Aww. right, which is, wait, which means they're not, that's, but that means they're that's not, not. That's so not, a, yeah. So the Big Ten Hockey Conference is going nowhere?
0: No, I agree. So
1: let's not, you know, so let's nope. not say go, because that's the old don't yep, go back to the death. you
0: can't go back. Mm-hmm.
1: but but they are making $50 million, which is the most I believe of, of any of the schools in any conference. SEC makes less per team. So what you could do is you could easily slash ticket prices. You could let students in, in for free, and that scholarship seating has to go, I think. Scholarship Correct. seating? Like, yeah, so there's there's certain really good seats that have more attached to them as okay, far as, gotcha. as the program goes. I mean, football and basketball have their own problems too and also have a scholarship mm-hmm. seating, but I think hockey has to recognize you're no longer – this elite sport, right, and that's not on Moscow, and uh, like that's not fair to Bob Moscow. And no. I, I don't, but the whole letting students in for
2: free, I, I, don't think that's getting students in there is not the issue. It's getting everyone else yeah, in it, there. At, at it this was point, this It is. It, it was this weekend. Yeah, it, it was this weekend. But getting students in there that hasn't been the issue. It's it's the thirty to fifty four year olds who are pissed off about the WCHA that don't want to go there anymore. But they're not. And it's the a big season group. ticket hold. Yes, it is. That's the majority of that. If you have that student section full, right. Yeah. The, and, and everyone else is still empty. It's not on the students. It's on the fans that have
1: banned. But when that I've, bands, but that when I've blacklisted gone, I, I went to the about team. three games. It's not full. And why not just allow them in for free? I My suggestion to the school is just take a bath on on hockey. And by the way, if you have to get rid of some minor sports, go right ahead. Like, why do we have golf here, especially <laughs> men's golf? Because of Title Nine, you're going to have to kill right. men's sports, which I'm, <laughs> which I'm fine with. Yep. Like if you're going to say, well, because the men's golf team has to why go do to they Texas, to, why do
0: they need to kill sports if they're it's making Title a ton Nine of
1: money. because because they they shouldn't. That's a, that's a good point, but they'll claim that they do because because greed is of the essence all the time.
0: Yeah, but that's cutting into their bottom line by getting rid of sports. It's less but like it'll save
1: time. them money. But it'll save them money in the long. Barely, run. but like golf, golf would be a key or, or like Barely. men's ten. Eh any men's sport that that you know what god bless you go play club sports right if you
0: but if you're, but but if anyway, if you're a fan of the go for afford... men's tennis the likelihood of you're like well i got to choose between hockey and tennis oh, no, no, hockey's no. being taken by you kill- know
1: i'm killing it just to save cash well, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to save cash they're making
0: it hand over fist. i
1: agree but it's greed
0: the problem is is that you're the, right. the the problem is is that the golfers have not created an atmosphere in which they can catch people like me when i was 10 or, because, yeah, anyone. because when I was younger, my dad that was the best was ticket the best. in town. Yes. That was I was at that national championship game against Maine. I was a diehard golfer fan, you know, Johnny Paul, Petone all the yeah. whole bit. All yeah. of it. That team was fun. And the thing is, is that society itself has changed in terms of the way that kids interact with sports and that it's not going to the rink or going to the field and having a good time. It's like interacting with them on the social media sense. So the University of Minnesota, as well as everybody else, needs to figure out exactly how you entrap this younger generation and get them invested further than just having them on in the background while they're trolling so on how, Instagram. How do you do it? You make it a place that low ticket prices. I, you're going to hate that I say this. You need to get. You need to put up things where kids can take selfies. You need to ta- put up things where oh, kids I, have these interactive I don't things. Hate that. No, I know. But th- this is going to alienate the, 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 the older generation, which has already been alienated. But the problem is is that you have no buzz for the younger generation. And it's bad right now. But if you don't do anything to get these kids right now, this is going to continue to be bad. And it's going to completely erode this entire thing in the future. Because you got to get the kids. And if the kids aren't invested in trying to be there and wanting to not just go into the games, but wanting to play in the sweater. Because that's the other thing, too. It used to be like everybody, it, that was their goal. Like, that was my goal, and, I, you know, I, I was a girl. I wanted to play for the University of Minnesota, and the boys were the same. Sure. That's not the same anymore. People, they want to go to St. Cloud instead. They want to go to UMD because it's the sweater doesn't mean the same.
2: Uh, the big mistake guys, who are mostly morons on Twitter, okay. uh, came up with genius ideas, uh, oh, uh, actually, on, on how to fix this. And this is a hard sell to do, but I do think it's achievable. Make this... Con- make the go make go for hockey like a Saints game. Exactly. Put the game second. Make mm-hmm. the entertainment first, and that's a hard sell to do in Division One sports. I'm not denying that, right. mm-hmm. but you have to figure out a way to make it a family atmosphere like and a ve- fun like thing Vegas, to but do. In college, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And, and that point is very interesting to me because the the more I th- thought about this on Saturday, as I sat there and looked at this empty building, which to me is really sad because so, yeah. go that for place hockey was the
0: absolute and, best and
1: go for ho- exactly oh. well and the. And the old place was, you know, rocking. It was fa- it was a dump, but it was fantastic, too. Right. So as I thought about this, I thought, you know, the one thing that these guys didn't account or people didn't account for, they didn't account because erosion is gradual, it's mm-hmm. not like one day or one year, mm-hmm. they didn't account for the fact that from the day Mariucci, the new building opened in 93, mm-hmm. coincided with the North Stars going to Dallas. Yeah, So for seven years, they were the only game in town. Right. Like yep. they were it. Like, and then so when if the wild were... came,
0: they were bad until all exactly. 3
1: So to both your points, and Declan especially, is is they do have to accept the fact that they aren't that big of a deal now. Right, And like I keep hearing, well, if they win, it'll be different. I don't no. think under the same like they'll draw more, but I don't think they'll fill that building again until they come up with a different idea. Because there's so many different options now. And and that's and college the wild hockey
0: is a different type of hockey than professional hockey. Yeah.
1: But I mean it's there's just different. so many different options. So I think you guys are right. I think that they have to take a really long look at the game day experience and what they give. And and Lynn, you could say the old fans has gone. Like mm-hmm. alienated, pissed off, mm-hmm. not coming back. But then you're right. Then get the kids. Yeah. Screw the screw the guy my age who's mad. Right. I'm not coming back. You know. Right. I'm, I'm gone. Right. But what about the ten year old you who <laughs> they are making no attempt to get now?
0: Right. Exactly, and that, and I don't know what that looks like. Does that look like where you have players of the, of the U of M playing Fortnite online with kids? Maybe that's what that looks like. We don't know, and, they, and I'm sure happy to do it. a lot of teams and a lot of sports across the border, I'm, I'm sure, are trying to figure it out because it's kind of an, a weird bit with this younger generation, but I just... they. They also, I, I wish they could add like North Dakota into the Big Ten. I wish that they could like look into bringing more people into that conference that aren't necessarily Big Ten because they could have left it. Th- they could have just swallowed the WCHA and they would have been. It would have been perfect. But the they Big didn't Ten, want to pay them. right? And
1: yeah, now they're paying Notre Dame, but yeah. But this all this is all greed, right? Like and, they could slash ticket prices tomorrow and be absolutely right. fine. And that's they the won't.
0: issue. And you just you need to create a, a unique experience and you need to basically rebrand. College hockey and and that, the type of hockey because that's a more pure brand of hockey or at least that's how it's been branded in the past. People don't care about that anymore. People like college because of the rivalries because they're kids that they know. Well, then that means you also have to put more of an investment at the grassroots level too of being like we need to hype up these high school kids more. We have to make you know recruiting signing day a bigger thing. Like maybe not to the degree that football does because it's right. getting really ridiculous. But you have to make yourself newsworthy. And they haven't. They've failed to do that as a sport, and but especially as University of Minnesota hockey team. Well,
2: recruiting in college hockey too is is a whole mess too with recruiting fourteen and fifteen year olds. But they and, ju- but and, they
0: fixed that with the
2: rule change. And I also believe that getting at helping getting the boomers. I'm just going to use the term boomers back in there. It, I think you also need a little bit cater to them. So that also means opening up flipping beer prices. For God's sakes, that's not just club yeah, level. Yeah, there needs to be. Getting beer all, into that all dang all arena. Everybody's and, drunk
0: anyways. Just and, let it fly.
2: Make the uh, re- renovate something in the bottom where you can make a little season ticket holder, elite status little thing for them. And if that's like you know, kind of treating pe- treating the first class passengers like first class passengers, like on the glass. Yes, stuff. and like uh, doing something where at least, and that's where your money's going to be. That's where serious serious dough is going to be. And if they can make something that's similar true, to too. that, that would be also a good thing for them.
1: Yeah, when uh, when Lucia resigned last year. And I think it was right before School got the job. Uh, Chorsky was co hosting the old show with me, and Chorsky basically talked about the alumni and how. And, and, and now it might be improving now with, with Bob. So I'm not sure about now, but with Lucia, it definitely disintegrated. And oh, so yeah. you're right. The alumni well, felt even the very hiring, alienated. It was
0: fractured because I don't think they asked yeah. any, any alumni input. And you need to, you need to make sure that the well, guys like, that played for you are invested in the program absolutely, too. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. But you, you just can't have. 1,000 or announced 1,500 no. people there, which, and I don't think it was 1,000. So. No, it no, wasn't.
0: And you, you know what you say? Youth hockey nights. You say anybody with a youth hockey jerk gets in free. Correct. Do it. Let it fly and let kids get after it. That's how you rebuild this. But I mean, they need to that, stop. have issues. This,
1: they don't w- want to hear this, and it's very difficult, but they need to stop looking at this as a cash cow and they need to start saying, how do we just simply get people back in? Because this is embarrassing. We'll just start right.
0: looking at people as people. Yeah. And, and same with the players as people, too. Because sometimes problem, just because you can doesn't mean you should.
1: Their problem is their basketball arena is not full for men's games. Their football stadium has not exactly filled. So all, all of the – It's, it's the
2: universal issue, yeah.
1: Exactly. All right. We're done. Say bye. Bye.